0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to be looking at the top players to target in Game Week 23, Sun Dream Team. Now as always we have the fixture ticker from ffstuff.co.uk up on the screen. It's a Saturday deadline, Uh, I'm recording this on Friday, so deadline tomorrow at 11.30am Saturday the 10th of February and the first fixture is actually probably going to be the most important one um, for this game week it's the Man City versus Everton game at home for City Um, and it's the most important because they're the only team with a double game week this week it's always really hard to predict the City lineup and we might there's just a slim chance that we might get team leaks um, on the morning so look out for that First fixture of the day is City versus Everton at Manchester City, and they're the only doubler in game week 23. Um, Best single game week. So this episode is going to be very City heavy. Just a warning now, we're going to do a very big section on Manchester City and which players to target from them. But there are still a few good single game weeks. Um, most of the time you do want to try and target the double game week players. But some of the singles I'm going to point out, we've got Liverpool versus Burnley at Liverpool. Uh, obviously a really good looking fixture there. Liverpool a second um, for goals scored and then Burnley a second for goals, uh, second bottom for goals conceded. So looks like it could be a good one for uh, Liverpool goals. Burnley got no clean sheets in their last six matches and in the reverse fixture Liverpool won 2-0. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Chelsea looks like a fairly good one. Um, I was planning to move on or start starting to move on my Chelsea players, but I have got a slight um, something telling me that Cole Palmer might be a bit of a risky one to take out. He's really highly owned, um, and Crystal Palace are looking really poor at the minute. Palace have conceded four against Brighton, two against Sheffield United, five against Arsenal, and Chelsea uh, just off the back of an impressive win in the FA Cup. Um, replay against Villa, so might not be as straightforward as we think removing the Chelsea players, but they do just have that single game week. But I just have a feeling that it could be another battering. There's a bad atmosphere around Crystal Palace at the minute, um, with the fans wanting Roy out, so maybe one to keep an eye on. Maybe one to, if you're in doubt, maybe keep the Chelsea players in. Um, And Chelsea have won all of their last six matches against Palace as well. Um, Tottenham versus Brighton. I've highlighted this one as a good single, probably just for the attackers. Uh, Two really good attacking teams, but two teams that don't seem to really care about keeping the clean sheets. It's just all-out attack, so it will be a really good game to watch. Uh, Maybe keep your attackers, but not so much the defenders. Um, 4-2, last one finished to Brighton in the reverse fixture. Jao Pedro scored two goals two penalties, obviously, um, and a Stupinan also scored in that game. So maybe one to watch for an attacking fixture, maybe if you had to keep in a, um, an attacker or a midfielder. West Ham versus Arsenal. So this is a weird one. Uh, so West Ham are at home. West Ham have got no wins in their last six, and Arsenal have three wins in a row. But West Ham won both meets against Arsenal this season, once in a prem, um, and I think it was the first... Round of the FA Cup. I can't remember if it's FA Cup or Carabao Cup. But they knocked us out of the cup, basically. Um, so And there's no wins in last three um, against West Ham for Arsenal. Uh, it was those two losses and then it was a draw. So despite the form, that is a tricky game for Arsenal. Um, but I am backing Bakayo Saka and my team. Um, Aston Villa versus Man United. Another fixture that throws up quite a lot of goals. Um, United are unbeaten in the last five. Um, And Villa are off the back of that disappointing loss against Chelsea. So they'll want to bounce back as well. I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this one. Um, But United have won their last three meets against Aston Villa. Um, Longer term planning. So that's game week 23. It's going to be Man City heavy. Um, I kind of had a feeling when I was making these slides that I did the Man City section. And then the rest of the section, I was kind of writing these players to target. But quite honestly... Um, I'm feeling pretty drawn to the uh, City Double Game Week this week. But I'm going to highlight the other players anyway. Longer term planning. So I've gone from Game Week 23 to Game Week 25 on the FF Stuff fixture ticker here. Um, The reason I've done that is because the Game Week 23 to Game Week 25 fixtures are pretty set now. Um, Stuff isn't changing around as much as it is later on. Um, So game week 23, we just have one team double. That's Manchester City. Everyone else has a single. Nice and easy. Game week 24, uh, we have Arsenal, City, Liverpool, Brentford and Luton all doubling in game week 24. Game week 25 is when we have the um, FA Cup fifth round. Um, We also have the Carabao Cup final for Chelsea and... Um, Liverpool, and then we have a Tottenham blank in that game week as well. Tottenham were due to be playing Chelsea, uh, but obviously Chelsea are in the Carabao Cup final. Carabao Cup final, so that game's being rearranged. Um, so that's the game week twenty three to twenty five that we're going to cover in this episode. Um, but game week twenty six. Now the reason I'm going to leave twenty six and twenty seven out. Um, twenty six, um, City are in their Champions League second leg. But it's not shown on the fixture ticker yet, but Europa League or Europa Conference League, um, those fixtures, once they've been uh, drawn, will be going into that Game Week 26. Game Week 27, um, we've now had doubles added for um, Luton and Bournemouth. That's a rearranged fixture. And then Arsenal have their Champions League double. But... The Europa League second legs are going to be put into here too. So, game at 26 and game at 27 is going to look a lot different. um, But we're probably not going to start bringing in the players for the Europa League yet until we see who they draw. So, that's why I'm just going to keep it to 23 to 25 in this episode. Um, Fixture volume, Manchester City way ahead with six fixtures. As you can see, Everton, Copenhagen... Chelsea, Brentford, Bournemouth, Luton, all really good up until 25. And they even double in 26 as well. So double game weeks every week from game week 23 up until 26. They've got the most fixtures. In the next three game weeks, they've got six fixtures. Second is Liverpool. In these next three game weeks, they've got five fixtures. So one less than City. Um, probably a bit less rotation going on there as well. and um, So doubling in two of their next three Uh, game weeks Burnley, Brentford, Luton, Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final and then Southampton in the FA Cup Um, and then teams with four fixtures this is a little bit different so teams that are still in the FA Cup, Arsenal have Champions League and then you've got teams that have got a rearranged Premier League fixture which is Luton and Brentford so you can pause the video here take a look at it I won't name them all uh, but there's quite a lot of teams that are on four fixtures And then teams that only have Premier League have three fixtures. Um, So quite a big difference. You've got quite a few teams on three. Man City are up there on six. So twice as many fixtures, but probably a bit more rotation. Um, And then one team left with just the two sorry fixtures is Tottenham. They face Brighton and Wolves in these next three game weeks. So I think it's definitely time to be getting the Tottenham players out because, I mean, you could move them on to Man City players and get a possible six versus their two. Uh, easy as that. Um, and that, the reason is because that clashed with Chelsea's Carabao Cup final um, and that is to be rearranged. So in this episode, I'm going to cover Manchester City, Manchester United, Arsenal, Liverpool. Newcastle, Chelsea, Brighton, um, and I was going to cover Wolves actually but I took that section out at the last minute so I've got them ticked here but I'm not going to cover Wolves. Um, Obviously Man City have got the doubles, Man United are on good form and they've got some pretty good looking fixtures coming up, Um, Arsenal got Champions League returning and some okay looking fixtures, Liverpool still got five so they've got a lot of games And they've got a really good looking double game week, or even possibly two double game weeks that look nice. So, Liverpool are going to be covered. Uh, Newcastle, their fixtures look okay. Villa, I'm going to leave them out. They're just the three fixtures for Villa now. Um, Now they're out of the FA Cup. Man United, Fulham, Forest, three okay fixtures. But I just think you're going to want to move them on to someone that's got four, five, or six fixtures. Um, Chelsea, four fixtures. That Crystal, I think that Crystal Palace game looks good, but then it gets tougher with City-Liverpool um, and then Leeds in the FA Cup looks okay. Brighton, good run of fixtures. I'm leaving Tottenham out because they've got just the two. Fulham, Brentford, West Ham. Um, West Ham are in pretty poor form, even though the fixtures look okay. It's just three fixtures for them. Um, Everton, Burnley, not interested. Crystal Palace, their best players can't stay fit. Forrest leaving them out Sheffield United leaving them out Bournemouth Bournemouth might become interesting a bit later game week 25 they've now got that double game week but it is City and Leicester and then they have an extra double game week added in game week 27 which is going to be an interesting one Sheffield United at home and Luton at home so we'll cover them in future episodes but not today and then similar with Luton Um, so let's get on with it and get to the massive section on Manchester City so I'll go over their fixtures again Man City have well they're in the early kickoff so hopefully we'll get some team leaks if you're on Twitter quite regularly there's always team leaks going about um, right before the deadline um, Manchester City face Everton at home Copenhagen away in game week 23 24 Chelsea at home Brentford at home another nice looking double game week Bournemouth away and Luton away in the FA Cup in 25 again these look good really these next three double game weeks look good and then even in 26 Man United at home Copenhagen at home so this is the reason why a lot of the talk at the moment is about going so heavy on City Um, but it does come with a few risks obviously they're not the best at keeping clean sheets there's a lot of rotation at the back and even When it comes to attacking assets, there's a lot of them, but there are high price points. If you haven't been budget building, it's going to be hard to fit them all in. Um, And then even some of these lower down slots like Rodri, Silva, Doku, I'm going to cover um, because it's quite hard to tell who's the best option. Um, A few little stats on the city to start with. So nine wins in a row now. They're well into one of these crazy runs that they go on to Uh, 12 games unbeaten. Um, They've drawn Luton in the FA Cup, Um, so a nice fixture there. Copenhagen in the Champions League was pretty pretty good as well, as good as it gets. Um, So the next two cup matches, you'd expect them to get through, which means even more matches coming up after that as well. So I'm expecting a run of a lot of fixtures and good results for City, to be honest with you. Um, And apart from Chelsea, out of these teams... All of them are bottom-half attacks in the Premier League Um, when it comes to goals scored. Everton, Chelsea were above it, but Brentford, Bournemouth, Luton, and even Man United were bottom-half attacks um, for goals scored. So you might fancy their defences, even though they're not great for clean sheets. Um, Like I said, extra fixtures doesn't always guarantee that your players are going to play extra fixtures because their squad is so good. Um, And then last stat is City have scored... Three goals in the last two meets with Everton. So they scored three goals in each of their last two meets with Everton. Um, one player that scored in his last meet with Everton was Erling Haaland. 7.6 million. He is back. He was back starting in the last game. He got six points, which it's not very Haaland, is it? Um, but he just got the assist. Um, I think a, I think it was quite a split who brought him in and who waited an extra week. If you did wait an extra week, you're probably going to get him for a little bit cheaper or a little bit cheaper than when he started, but you're probably going to get a price decrease once he goes into your team. Um, I think if you didn't put Haaland in yet, you definitely got away with it. Um, I think it was a six-pointer and a one-pointer off the bench in the other game. So you did get away with it if you didn't go early on Haaland, um, but I really wouldn't push your luck in this double game week, Everton and FC Copenhagen looks great. And a little reminder, he has nineteen goals and seven assists. So don't mess with Harland. Um, expect I expect him to be the highest owned captain uh, this week. Well, sorry, the highest owned player. But I also expect him to be the highest captained player. I think this week, um, top one k. captained him five point five percent last week um so not many people were feeling that he was going to start or haul or they might have thought that he was going to get an early sub if they did think he was going to start um but yeah i, I just wouldn't wouldn't risk it any longer get him in your team uh kevin de a six million one goal five assists from his last six games he's had back-to-back starts um and he completed 90 minutes in the last one so any sort of fitness concerns we had about kevin de Bruyne. Um, I think he's probably passed the test at this point, uh, but it doesn't mean he's safe from rotation. Um, if they do think that they can do a job against Everton without Kevin De Bruyne, I'm sure they will maybe rest him for that FA uh, for that Champions League match. But I still think he's someone that you're gonna want to target when you've got this many double game weeks coming. And then next up, Phil Foden, five million, joint highest scoring player in the game, got hat trick in the last match. Um, 226 points overall, which is tied with Saka in first. 13 goals and 10 assists, and he also scored in his last game against Everton. I think he hit the woodwork as well. So, three really good options there from Manchester City, and three quite expensive at 7.6, 6 million, and 5 million. Someone that's a little bit cheaper, um, and I'm gonna. I think these four are the key four um alvarez 4.3 million um, he's the seventh overall player in the game uh, fourth for strikers five shots on target in that brentford game so he was just pulling the trigger from anywhere he played the full 90 and the only thing i'm thinking with alvarez he's he's a young fit player and he and we've had concerns of Haaland, we've had concerns of kdb um, I think if them two are going to get their minutes managed Alvarez is going to be the guy picking up the pieces so um, I, at first I did sort of think that he Alvarez could be the guy at risk of losing his place um, with Foden playing so well as well um, but I do think Alvarez is going to get plenty of minutes in this run and I still think he's a really really good option uh, 13 goals um, 10 assists and he's full f- for shots on target so He does love a shot. Haaland, Nunes, and Salah are the only three players above Alvarez for shots on target. Now, this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Um, Walker, Vardial, Ake, Diaz in defence. You've also got Stones. You've also got Akanji. And you've also got Rico Lewis. All these guys are fit to play. um, And it's going to make defence... A hard decision when it comes to Manchester City. I very much doubt that you'll be able to get a player that plays every single match or starts every single match. Um, Kyle Walker has the most points out of defenders and I think we can sort of rule out the the concern that we had that his drop in a couple games ago was because of his personal situation. Um, It seems like he's just got his rest and he's back now. He was a little bit rattled by Mope in that last game so he's going to probably get a little bit of that. Um, all season but maybe not as obvious um, as Mopé made it 3.1 million he got his rest in game week 20 uh, sorry he got a rest in game week 21 and game week 19 so he's had a couple rests recently Um, probably is I expect him to start um, 3.1 million Varno 3.3 108 points quite close to Walker Um, he's had six starts in a row now Uh, someone I brought in uh, was it last week I I brought him in last week Um, and he's done pretty well for me. I think he got five points, um, and he's been a sub only twice in the last 13 matches, so Vardyol really is in favour. As well, Nathan Ake. uh, It seems like Vardyol plays that left-back position, and Ake plays that left-centre-back position. Um, He does love a lefty, um, Pep Guardiola, uh, something that Arteta sort of um, has borrowed... I know a lot of managers do it, but it seems like they're quite adamant that they do want to play a left-sided defender. That Vardio-Ake partnership has been really regular throughout the season. Uh, The only time I was looking back, the only time that it sort of didn't happen, um, I couldn't tell if it was Ake being injured, but Akanji at times did play with Vardio on that sort of left-hand side. But He he sort of joined the middle and it made a back three with Vardio coming in as the centre-back. So I still think Ake and Vardio are going to be a really regularly used partnership um, and then diaz 3.1 million 89 points he got his rest in game 21 um, and had a look and he's actually been subbed four times in the last 10 so i think he's probably more likely to be rotated than walker Vardy, and ake and the guys that would probably rotate more with diaz is going to be stones and Akanji. kanji um, they, they seem to have more regularly come in at on that sort of right center back side um, so I think Walker, Vardial, and Ake are probably the three safest defenders to go for. Uh, but I don't think there's that much to split them, to be honest. And on the bottom right here, I've just got some stats on there. Like, um, I think it was uh, matches, matches played and number of starts. Um, so Vardial was on 25 matches played with 23 starts. So started pretty much all the matches that he's been involved in. Uh, Diaz, similar as well. He started 24 out of the 26 that he's been involved in um Walker 28 28 um apparently apparently not on as a sub um, in any games so started all the ones that he's played in uh, John Stones started nine from the 12 that he's played in Ake started 19 out of the 27 that he's been involved in um, so he's had a few appearances off the bench um, and Akanji 22 starts out of the 24 um so again it does sort of lean towards Vardiole Um, Kyle Walker and then Ake's a different one I I feel like Ake's a slightly different one because he can sub on as left back and did have a few injury problems at the start of the season but this is sort of showing that Vardio Diaz and Walker look um, fairly safe but I just think Ake there's a little bit of a caveat because he had that injury. Um, Next I'm going to go to midfielders um, because Haaland KDB, Foden, and Alvarez in those attacking and midfield slots are going to be really quite hard to fit them all in your team. I'm pretty sure some of you are going to have been able to do it, um, building budget along the way. But like me, I've got, uh, in my team, I've already got Nunes and Jota up front, and they have a double game week the following week. So I'm kind of wanting to keep those guys at the minute. I think Alvarez is a brilliant option. If I had a different striker combo, I'd probably just go for Alvarez because he will double in these next two weeks. Um, But if you're looking at someone a little bit different or you need someone a little bit cheaper, um, you've got Rodri, Bernardo Silva and Doku who who are all decent enough options. Rodri comes in at 3.6 million, Doku is at 3.8 million and Bernardo Silva is at 3.9 million. Now I found these guys really hard to split. Um, So I tried to make a little bit of a table Um, With some of their um, stats for you. So it's really really close actually Rodri 133 points Bernardo Silva 131 points and then Doku 119 points all very closely um, Set out in terms of points And even more so on average points per game. So Rodri 5.5 Silver 5.5 and Doku 5.5 uh, 5.4 so obviously really hard to split these guys um, Doku is averaging the same as them but he's been playing less so out of these points Rodri 30 bonus Silver 15 bonus and Doku 18 bonus so again all decent on the bonus system um, attacking returns Rodri's got six goals six assists now I don't think you'd have expected him to be leading the way on attacking returns out of this bunch it's hard to know whether that's a bit of a a bit of an overperformance because that doesn't seem like something we'd expect from him usually six goals six assists for Rodri Bernardo Silva six goals four assists and then Doku four assists sorry four goals and six assists so ten returns for Silva 10 returns for Doku, and then 12 returns for Rodri. Um, But it is quite clear uh, to separate these guys when it does come to appearances, though. So Rodri started 26 out of the 26 matches that he's played. Um, So you'd like to think that when he's available, um, Rodri does start. They get the odd rest. This is only how many out of their appearances were starts. Um, So there could still be subs where they were unused in this. rogery 26 out of 26 silver started uh, 22 out of the 25 that he's been involved in so only three times come on as a sub but then doku has um 12 starts out of his 22 appearances so doku is a sub quite a lot of the time but he is brought on quite a lot of the time so if you want someone that's more guaranteed for probably minutes and starts it's Rodri and silver doku more chance that he could get rotated um, but he is holding his own when it comes to points as well um, but when you look at this um, I think you'd have to say that Rodri does look like the better option it's just whether or not you think that he can keep up those attacking returns which I'm not completely convinced by um, but 30 bonus points from 26 games and it does well for tackles as well he does love a shot on target surprisingly uh, Bernardo Silver. I feel more drawn to Bernardo Silva as more of an attacking option. Um, And he's done it over previous seasons. He always seems to get fairly decent attacking returns. Um, And then Doku, though. Doku's been so exciting. When he does come on, you feel like he's going to do something. He's hit um, maximum bonus points on a couple of occasions, I think. Um, It is really hard to split these three. Let me know in the comments below who you think is the better option out of Rodri Silva, Doku, I'm, I'm surprisingly getting drawn to Rodri, but I really don't think it's a dream team pick. I play a lot of the other um, formats. That feels more like a Sky um, fantasy football pick, to be honest with you. But we're quite far in the season now, and he is doing well for points. Uh, but that is the big, giant City section of the oh last bit on Manchester City. Captain picks. I think that because they have a double game week, because it's Man City, because they are that good, I do think I'm not going to look any further than Manchester City when it comes to the captaincy. Um, I think I'm just going to go with Erling Haaland. Um, I think it's a big risk not to go with him. But there are some decent options still there, like Foden's hit a hat-trick last week. Typically the week before when I captained him, he did nothing. Um, Kevin De Bruyne... Again, legit captain, Um, six attacking returns from six games, although five of them have been assists. Um, I think the goals are more lucrative. And then even Alvarez is a decent captain pick. I think it all just depends on your appetite for risk, really. I think Haaland is the obvious one. Um, If you had to push me to choose a, a second captain out of this bunch... Um, I actually think I'd do Alvarez if I had him. I don't I don't have him in my team, um, but I think I'd actually do Alvarez out of these guys, just because I think he'll probably get the most minutes. Him or Foden, um, I think, are very good picks. Obviously, I've captain Foden myself um, the week before last, but I can't see myself going against Haaland this week. Um If you've enjoyed the video so far specifically that man city section please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel and as always the dream team tonic podcast is also out Um, we had our latest episode done at the start of the week we live streamed to our patreon members Uh, there'll be a link in the description below for that access to the discord exclusive articles um early access to the podcast obviously live stream as well so check that out in the link in the description below uh, great community that will help out with um, your dream team performance over the course of the season liverpool up next five fixtures so the second most between gaming 23 and gaming 24 arsenal ended their 11 game unbeaten streak uh, latest on sulla not available for burnley apparently um, he's following some sort of personal fitness programme. You keep seeing a lot of yoga pictures, a lot of gym work, a lot of stuff without actually having football boots on, which is not great. And um, someone on Twitter yesterday, uh, some some journalists were saying that he is not available for Burnley. But do check out the um, press conferences today, just in case. Um, Canate suspended um, Havertz, done him like a kipper in that game and got him... A red card. So I guess it's going to be either Quanzer at centre back. I think it will be him. Um, potentially, or Joe Gomez can play there, but he's looked pretty decent right back and left back. Um, but obviously, Trent's back and Robertson are back available. I'm not sure on the latest on Connor Bradley. Um, obviously, took some time off because his dad had died. Um, and then Sir is also ruled out injured. Um, Along with Thiago, who only just came back for a few minutes against Arsenal. He's now injured as well. Um, Darwin Nunes, I'm going to say he's the best option from Liverpool at the moment. 4.6 million. He's their highest point scorer behind Mohamed Salah on 187 points. Um, I think Jota is a better player. But Nunez just seems to do the things that get you points on Dream Team. So 11 goals, 14 assists is impressive. Um, He's got the second most shots on target behind Erling Haaland by one shot. Um, Did come off the bench against Arsenal. There was an injury concern. He did score zero points. So he could go, well he probably will go down in price. Um, But he did come off the bench quite early. When Liverpool were struggling against Arsenal, Klopp had, no qualms about just bringing him straight on, so nothing wrong with Darwin Nunes. Um, and I do think that with these fixtures coming up, I've got them myself and I'm gonna probably keep them. I expect to keep them Nunes and Jota um, for Burnley at home. That's about as good as singles get. The game week 24 Brentford away, Luton at home looks a very good double. They've got the Carabao Cup final, game week 25, so there is a chance that maybe. Uh, what Tuesday Luton I think it is and then Saturday cup final that they, they might rotate a bit if they think they can um, and in game Week 25 they have the FA Cup um, quarter I think quarterfinals now against Southampton um, so there is a chance that there could be a little bit of rotation with that cup final coming up that's one thing to keep an eye on but Nunes I think is the best option Jota 4.3 um, obviously got him as well 13 goals six assists I think much more clinical than Nunez um, he's played nine matches less than Darwin Nunez um, he's only one goal uh, no sorry two goals ahead of Nunez at the moment uh, 5.7 average points per game three starts in a row now though which is a little bit concerning um, that's the longest run of games he's had now um, since coming back from injury and he's got four goals, one assist in his last five. So he's att- he's getting an attack in return pretty much every game. And most of the time, they are goals. Uh, Liverpool looks nice. The Liverpool double. I actually still do think that... Well, Haaland, I think, is obviously a better option than both these two. And I actually do think that Alvarez is a better option than, than Nunes and Jota um, for this week. But if you've got Nunes and Jota... I'd only really be moving off of one of them if you had a perfect team elsewhere, uh, which I don't have. So if you have no other issues, I think I would still go Alvarez. Um, But Nunes and Jota against Burnley, it's not the sort of game you take players out for. Trent, 5.5 million. Started the Arsenal game, but he's still coming back from injury. Um, Connor Bradley was apparently due to start, but obviously Trent had to come in for the reasons I mentioned earlier. Um, But one point one point and three points that's his last three games um, so you're gonna get a price drop from trent if you bring him in um, limited minutes recently so in those three games obviously scored badly for points and um, he's also had 58 minutes against arsenal 22 minutes and 24 minutes so they really are easing trent back in he probably does start this burnley game um, but that is something to consider maybe it'll be an early sub um or potentially the bench, but I do think he will start. Um, Second-highest defender with 174 points, 28 bonus points from 28 games, Um, but that's the only thing. Um, Probably he's going to drop 0.2. He dropped 0.2 the week before. Um, One point in 58 minutes, he's probably going to do it again. Uh, Virgil van Dijk, 3.9 million. He had a rough game last game against Arsenal, Um, but he is nailed. And the fixtures are great. So Burnley, Brentford, Luton, Chelsea, Southampton. He's the 13th highest scoring defender on the game though. So this new system um, definitely has mixed things up a bit. He's in 13th, tied with William Saliba um, from Arsenal. Alisson, 3.5 million. Um, Quite an expensive keeper as it goes, um, compared to like the Edison now. He's the highest. He's got the highest average of the goalkeepers that start regularly. So four point seven, highest average. Um, there are a few that are up there with like seven, but they've barely played any games. Um, but he will start all five of these. You would, would expect. Um, I mean, actually, Burnley, Brentford, Luton, and Southampton. You'd expect him to start in Carabao Cup, though. Um, I guess they they might stay loyal to Kelleher. Um, I think Kelleher's been playing a lot of the um, EFL Cup matches. I think it's all of them. Yeah, has played all of the... I think it might have been bar one, but Carabao Cup fixtures. So he might miss that one. Um, I'm sure they would want to play Alisson, but I guess Kelleher has deserved it. And then Alisson has been playing the FA Cup games. Um, i put he would start all five on my slides, but actually, just looking at this... Um, probably that Carabao Cup one they will stay loyal to Keller on to Arsenal um, so three wins in a row off the back of that Liverpool win so feel good at the moment uh, but no wins in the last three against West Ham Um but then West Ham are in bad form at the moment and they were doing quite well at the time when we played them last and um, three away matches in a row though West Ham, Burnley um, and FC Porto um, and then followed up with Newcastle at home so that's that's going to be a tough period. That's a good double game week, Burnley and Porto. But then following it up with um, Newcastle at home might be pretty tough. Um, but, yeah, game week 24, I think Arsenal are definitely back on the menu. And I've been keeping Saka specifically for this game week. 5.5 million, the joint highest scorer in the game. 1K ownership is 56%. I think that's probably dropped a fair bit. Um, but he's averaging 7.8 points per game. Um, two goals in his last two. He did go off injured, but Arteta said it wasn't serious and it was like a kick to the ankle. So um, expect him to bounce back as always. Martinelli, 3.3 million, seven goals, five assists for the season. And in his last three, he's averaged 8.7, free uh, goals in three games. But he does seem to get subbed a lot um, in like the 60th, 70th minute for Trossard a lot of the time. So just something to consider. Um, Odegaard's an OK option, but I just think I'd try and get to Saka if I could. Uh, Saliba 3.2. I'm not massively keen on um, Arsenal defence for this West Ham game, but I do think that double game we can game it 24 does look good. Um, the next three look okay for clean sheet potential. I suppose West Ham away. Bowen's not been in the best of form, um, and they've got a few attacking players missing, but Kudus is back. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how keen I would be on that one, but I think Burnley Porto looks good. Um, You do have Gabriel, who has more points. So Saliba's on 130, Gabriel's on 135, but he's 0.7 more expensive. So I think I probably would just go for Saliba if I wanted to get an Arsenal defender. But as always, City have more fixtures. Six versus Arsenal's four um, in this period. So the only thing is there's no guarantee that with City, your player will play all six. Whereas with Arsenal, Saliba... um, Has made thirty appearances, all of them have been subs. Uh, Subs, all of them have been starts. So no Arsenal player has started more games than William Saliba this season. So he's as nailed as it gets. And then this one isn't a player to target. And you'll be thinking that I'm on the wind up, but I'm just going to keep an eye on Kai Havertz at two point eight million. It looks like he might get a run at striker with Gabriel Jesus out. Um, I. Thought he was really impressive in that Liverpool game, uh, but obviously not the most clinical of strikers. Um, but he's down as a midfielder and he's only two point eight. So if you really are struggling for budget, is there is two point eight decent value for Havertz? Let me know. Um, United, I must stress now, like City, Liverpool, I, I really think they're the best guys to target. Arsenal as well with Champions League coming. These guys I don't feel keen on at all, but they deserve a bit of highlighting. Um, and you might be looking for differentials if you're playing just mini leagues, you might want to get someone in a bit different that other players don't have. Um, so, United, um, I think, the, yeah, as fixtures go, it's not a bad run. Aston Villa away, Luton away, Fulham home, Forest in the FA Cup. Um, Luton, we keep saying that's a good fixture, but. They keep smashing people as well. Um, Rasmus Hoyland, 3.6 million, 8 points, five goals, two assists in his last six matches. And he's getting 85-plus minutes in all of those. Start of the season, he was getting sort of eased in. He was getting subbed early and the fans weren't happy about it. But he's playing the big bulk of games now. He's on 10 goals, two assists for the season. Although I think only four of those goals have been Premier League goals. Um, But it's just whether... I still think I'd feel... bit more comfortable punting on like a Pedro or a Cunha but it all just depends what's going on in your mini leagues really Pedro and Cunha both currently on penalties but I guess Cunha will lose them to Huang when he's back Um, and then Dallo, I still think he's a decent option at the back I had him at the start of the season he's only 3.3 million he's currently the 10th highest defender on the game Uh, but there isn't much between um outside of like Trippier Trent Um, And Porro, there's not much between all of the other players, all the way down to, like, 10th. You've got Mikolenko at 141 points. Dallo's on 134 in 10th, so there's not much split in these guys. There's four defenders on 135 points. Um, He's got two goals, three assists, and 15 bonus. Uh, Newcastle... Anthony Gordon's been ruled out of the Forest game um, with an ankle injury, uh, but apparently it's not that serious. But I just don't think there's any point in holding on to him. Um, Eddie Howe's a little bit funny with his injury updates as well. I feel like he was saying that Botman was going to be back for, or Botman was soon, coming back soon for, it felt like weeks on end earlier on in the season. So he's a little bit coy when it comes to telling people when they're coming back. Harvey Barnes is back, grabbed the goal last game. Wilson did come off the bench also in the last game so maybe he can be back starting. Um, so potential differentials but I think I'd let him get back up to full fitness. Newcastle play Forest, Bournemouth, Arsenal and Blackburn. That game at 25 is a double but it's Arsenal away and then Blackburn away in the FA Cup. Trippier, I'd probably say is the only guy from Newcastle I would target in a minute. 4.8 million, 186 points and the top Scoring defender in the game, he um, scored and assisted in that last game against Luton. Um, nine points in a match where they conceded four times. Um, he's the opposite of what we say about City. So while City have six fixtures, yeah, you, you if you get it, if you get a good pick, they're probably going to play five. Will Trippier outscore the City defenders in four matches? I think he probably would. Um, yeah, that's that's the decision you need to make. I think. With City, the only way that they're going to outscore Trippier in this run of four matches is if they do keep multiple clean sheets, I think. Um, So Trippier is a safe pick. um, Doesn't need clean sheets to score points. 38 bonus, one goal, 10 assists. Um, And then, this isn't a player to target, but I thought it was just a good point in the video to show you if you hadn't seen already the bonus system is now broken down on the match center on dream team by points per million as well you can sort of flick a little switch and it does points or ppm bruno gamoraes got five bonus points in his last game this was broken down into 13 points per million uh, that player performance marks um, he got 80 percent pass completion rate which got him two marks three successful crosses three marks Two successful dribbles got him two marks. He won four fouls, which was four marks. One block and one interception. So that's what got Bruno his five bonus. And he's great at bonus. He's got 50 bonus points for the season, making him the guy with the most. Um, Ward-Prowse is in second with 39. So Bruno is way ahead. um, But I just don't think I'd probably target him. Brighton, four fixtures. Tottenham, Sheffield United... Both away in game 23 and 24. So Sheffield United look absolutely terrible at the moment. Villa smashed them. Um, and I expect that Brighton will do the same. Game 25. Everton home and Wolves away in the FA Cup. Um, Stupinand is a concern. He got dragged after 45 minutes against Luton. And then he got dropped for Palace. He's been absolutely useless since I bought him in. I'm still not... I still think there's a good chance that he could play Spurs. But is Spurs really a good fixture? Probably not defensively. Um, Although he did score against them last time. Um, The fixtures are okay still. But yeah, I I think I'll be looking to move Estupinian on. I don't think it's worth the risk. Um, Europe does return in game week 26 also for Brighton. So that is something to consider. Um, And then Matoma is back in training now. Um, Pascal Gross looks okay. Two assists against um, Palace in the last match. 13 points. And he's on four goals 11 assists. João Pedro, 4 million. Um, he's on 19 goals for the season and he's the third highest scoring player behind Saka and Foden. Um, but I'd probably be looking to move elsewhere now onto a double game week player. But if you've got no other fires to put out, he's in great form. Um, and then Sheffield United away coming up soon um, does look appealing. And then Chelsea, this is the last team that I'm going to mention. Crystal Palace next, who have been rubbish um, and they all want Roy out now. So, bad atmosphere there. Chelsea on the field, good. I think that's going to be um, a convincing win for Chelsea. Game at 24, City away. Not good. Game at 25, Liverpool at home. Again, Oh, sorry, not Liverpool at home. That's Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final. Um, again, I, I don't really fancy them for that, but they've just upset Aston Villa, so anything's possible. And then Leeds at home in the FA Cup. Um, so, still in one cup final. And in the later stages of the FA Cup, so they're not having a good Premier League season. But when it comes to Cup matches, they're doing pretty well. Um, So through in the next round, got Leeds in that double. Um, Game 23 looks good, but Game 24, not so much. The only person, really, that's causing me problems from this Chelsea team is Cole Palmer. Um, And not causing me problems, he's been absolutely... Fantastic since I bought him in. 4.2 million. He's only two points behind Trippier. Um, He's averaging 6.6 points per game. 12 goals, 9 assists, 16 bonus. He's brilliant. But just the four fixtures. Do we move him on for someone with more? Do we move him on for a City player? He's on pens as well. Um, 99% owned in the top 100. 99% in the top 1K. I'm interested to know what people do with him this single game week uh, that is a good fixture it is a good single but those midfield spots are very desirable at the minute with these double game weeks coming up so i'm interested to see how much this one changes i think i'm leaning towards taking him out i think but looking at that ownership 99 top 100 and top 1k um if he does bang in that crystal palace game um It could hurt, it could hurt. An incredible incredible player, scoring well, good single. But will people move him on to capitalise on the doubles? And that does seem to be a trend. Uh, Sterling, I moved him on last week, reluctantly with that double. Um, A lot, well, even my own head was saying, don't take out a double game week player. A lot of people were telling me, don't take out a double game week player. But it can happen, he scored three points across two fixtures. One of them... Um, He was a sub for that FA Cup game. Right, if you've enjoyed the video so far, like it. We are doing my team update now, um, and it's not looking good. Uh, I've dropped again to 341. I can't stop the right at the moment. Uh, Keep sliding down. I've made some really bad decisions the last few um, game weeks. One of them was, and it was one of my worst ones of the season, I think, taking Ollie Watkins out... Um, I actually took him out. I, th- I don't think there was anything wrong with the game I took him out for. Um, he did end, end up scoring in a run that was... He'd gone a run of games without scoring a goal. Um, and I took him out and he ended up scoring. But it was just the one goal um, in that match. Just that single. But it was then having that rearranged game added um, in the replay. Um, yeah. It, I, I thought it wasn't worth bringing him back. In after taking him out, uh, I wanted to stick to the long term plan that I'd put in place, but he really punished me. Um, 70% ownership in the top 1K, 35% of them captained him, and he scored 19 points. So, a really good captaincy pick, Ollie Watkins. I think the only guy that would have beaten him was Foden with his hat trick. Um, so, really good pick, Ollie Watkins. I went for Palmer, which wasn't a bad choice. He got 13 points across the two matches. Um, so not not terrible. Watkins getting that and Palmer getting this. But most of the people that had Watkins also had Palmer. So um, it did smash my rank quite badly. I think at that point when Watkins did um, destroy Sheffield United, I think at one point I went from about two hundredth to around 400 and something. But I did manage to claw a few points back. Um, this week, Vardyol came in for Saliba for me. Um, didn't fancy Saliba for that Liverpool game. And Vardyol, I thought, looked like a good option. Got me five points versus Saliba getting one point. So um, one point, uh, four points gained from getting Vardyol in. Nothing, nothing much. And then I swapped Sterling, reluctantly taking him out with his double for Erling Haaland. Um Single versus double, I just don't think it counts when it's earning Haaland. Uh, But not a massive gain, just six points for Haaland. Three-point gain there. Um, Yeah, nothing really exciting last week. Rank drop. um, And not a great week at all. 79 points. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of you or most of you would have beat that. Um, That's one of the worst I've seen about lately. Um, 2,427 points for the season. And takes me to 341st. Getting a little bit shaky because uh, my main objective at the start of this season was to get my best ever rank. My best ever rank has been 330. Uh, thirty, and I'm Getting a bit near to that. So I need to start making my way back down again. Um, hopefully I can turn it around because my team is actually looking quite good for these upcoming game weeks. So this... Well, um, oh, sorry. my team, I've got to Bravka, one point. A one point. Rubbish. Vardyol, five points. Gomez scored me a zero. Palmer, 26. Saka, I've been happy with keeping him. Eight points. Foden got me the hat-trick with 21. Um, and De Bruyne got me eight points. Erling Haaland with the six. Jots with the three. And then Darwin Nunes. It was an injury concern. I did think he was going to get benched. But I just fancied him for this Burnley match. And then the upcoming double. I didn't want to keep using transfers to take people out. Bring them back in. Um, although that has gone on to punish me in the case of Ollie Watkins. Um, so here's what I'm thinking roughly for the next game week. Um, So currently I'm on four Manchester City players that have double game weeks. Uh, So four doublers. I've got Jota and Nunes against Burnley. I'm feeling confident with those guys. Um, Saka West Ham, he's got a double next week, so he stays. Palmer, not so sure. Crystal Palace does look like a really good fixture, but then it gets a lot harder and it's just singles. Um, Gomez for Burnley. I mean, there is a chance that Robertson or Trent can come back. Um, I expect I'll make him Trent at some point very soon. Vardy all happy, a not happy with him. And then Debravka is what it is. I'm I'm all right with him. So team value, 49.7 million, but I do have 7.1 million sitting there in the bank. Um, So I do think I've got enough budget to do a lot of what I want to do in these upcoming game weeks. Um, Total budget is uh, sorry. Total team value is fifty six point eight million. Um, so doing okay for budget really. Um, so looking at this, um, I can't see past Haaland as my captain. Foden and KDB perfectly good shouts, but I just expect the ownership um, and the captaincy percentage on Haaland to be too too much to mess with. And I think he's the best option. Um, Jota and Nunes, great keeping them in. I'm going to try and get six doublers out this week, I think, which means bringing in another two City players. I'm just undecided on which ones they are and who to bring them in for. Um, likely to get a midfielder and likely to get a defender, I think. Swap one of Estupiñan and Gomez. I think it's going to be Estupinian. Um And then if it's going to be... I don't really want to bring in two City defenders. That would mean... Stupinan and Gomez out and having free at the back from City. Um, Long term, I want to get Trent back in, so it kind of feels pointless, um, but it does mean moving on Palmer. So it's looking like it might be Palmer and a to make way, but I've not really decided um, who to go for yet. Out of the defenders and out of the midfielders, I think defenders is a little bit easier. I, th- I think I'm leaning towards Walker. Um, but that little exercise, looking at Rodri, looking at Doku, and looking at Bernardo Silva, it was still really, really tight. Rodri, I feel like Rodri came out on top um, when it comes to like points, but it's a boring pick. It is a boring pick. Um, one that's going to get you starts. You don't have to worry about them being benched, and he's going to probably tick along with points. But then if there's a big haul to be had, it's probably more likely going to be Doku or Bernardo Silva. So I've got a decision to make on that one, whether to go safe or whether to go a bit more exciting. It's hard to know, but that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of getting another two City in to give me six doublers from City. And then the reason why I've been sort of turning down the option of getting Watkins like back in to then take out again and the thought of getting maybe an Alvarez in for Jota or Nunes, but then maybe take him out again. It's because I've had this team in mind ready for game week 24 next week as I bring two City doublers. And then in the following week, I'll have, what, the six City players, three Liverpool players that double, plus Saka, um, and then still another... another Well, with the two transfers to make, I could end up having 10 or 11 doublers in game week 24. So I've been moving towards trying to plan for that. Um, But it probably has cost me points along the way, Um, like getting that Watkins pick wrong. So long-term planning versus short-term planning has been really, really difficult this season. Um, That is everything for this episode. Um, If you've got any team... Queries or want any help with your team or anything like that, do drop it in the comments below. I'll do my best to help you out. Um, But if you look at how my rank's gone this last couple of weeks, you might not want my help. Um, Yeah, that's everything for this episode. So if you've enjoyed it, please leave a like and subscribe to the channel for all the latest Sun Dream Team content. Good luck for game week 23 and we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.